another episode of twitching upstream which is my favorite show on tuesdays because i don't really know anything else that comes out on tuesdays but this is all that i really think about is twitching upstream uh and if you know us welcome back and if you don't know us welcome my name is zach this is dylan over here we are some nobodies we're content creators uh we're media makers we uh i don't know things that rhyme with acres we're back acres currently no. but that's nah, that's whatever don't worry about inevitable that. yeah that's just because dylan's such a hard worker breaking our backs over mm. here uh <laughs> anyway what we do on uh on our regular show if you if you know us uh, on uh talking upstream is we find our favorite creators and then we kind of uh chat with them and we figure out like why do they do what they do how do they do what they do uh etc and then we just really just uh, uh make ourselves very lovable and very friendly yeah. and then halfway through <laughs> halfway through uh we pitch an idea and then we kind of work on it together so if you like that idea there's a billion episodes of that on our youtube channel what we do with the with the ideas at the end, we didn't really know what to do. We were like, maybe we'll turn these into a podcast. Maybe we'll do something else. So that's when we created this show, which is kind of like a longer form. Uh, just we're going to take an idea and just work on it till it's down to something that can be done, maybe or finished. So that's the point of this show. Yeah. And obviously, we're just trying to get ourselves up to a streaming service. So whether it's talking or twitching or uh, Facebooking, whatever it is, as long as we get up there and. <laughs> puffville uh which is where yeah. someone's trying to live uh that's it so uh before we get going obviously uh i gotta check out my friendo dylan terry how are you sir i'm okay it's been a long time since we've done this show together together <laughs> yeah that's true uh if this is the only show that you watch with us on it it's been a long time since you've seen us together but we know you watch everything we've done so yeah and you, i know all of you are watching right now and you're like wow these guys do a lot of shows they're constantly funny how do they continue to do it? That's what this show is. It's us kind of brainstorming and not being funny until we come up with funnier ideas. Yeah. And then yeah. Michael Colby comes and swoops in and takes some of the crap. Yeah. That guy's, yeah. A real piece, that guy's a real piece of cheese. I'm not going to endorse that comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, some nobody's endorses it. I can put right. it on social media. Sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we get going, I think the last thing we were working on was this, this really funny idea that Dylan came up with called High Octane. And it's about uh, like this NASCAR, <laughs> a NASCAR driver who puts this, I guess, curse fuel in his car or something. Oh, he, he, drinks curse. he gets drunk on like yeah, corn whiskey that a witch had cursed and he Hell goes yeah. back in time. I love that. Yeah, it's uh, great. So we're going to get into that soon. But uh, Ricky Bobby meets uh, Back to the Future. Meets Blair Witch a little bit. Is a it little scary? Bit. Or is it, no, it's just funny. No, right? it's just funny. But we could do We could make the entire thing point of view. Found footage. Yeah, where we're going to. <laughs> it's entirely dash cam footage. I love that. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so before we get going on that, obviously, uh, I always have some nerd news I want to talk to Dylan about because usually I text him and he doesn't respond to me unless he's saying, uh, we're going to see each other soon. Let's chat then. Um, which I, don't I, like I, text, I don't like texting communication. 
Yeah, no, I know. Logistics only, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but you definitely don't like doing it with me. Anyway, <laughs> something I saw, a couple of new trailers came out recently. I wanted to chat with you about it. Uh, mm-hmm. One is, uh, so the idea of like Looper, the Omega Man, uh, that, that idea of like kind of you hunting yourself. Uh, do you think that's ever a story that could be told well? Yeah, everybody seemed to really like Looper and I was very lukewarm on it. Yeah. It's very tan. It's it's very loose with time travel rules. It's okay. Yeah. I, I it's uh, just straight up I like a lot of the concepts in Looper more than I like the actual movie. Yeah. So that there's a trailer just dropped uh called The Gray Man and it stars uh Ryan Gosling and I think mm-hmm. that it has, you know, it's got that kind of vibe to it and which made me think like I don't know. Like I, I do like Looper. Um it's not it's not a, a great movie you know it's a a fine movie uh i did not like the the will smith one uh not at all uh jimini man (laughs) yep aries man whatever that was uh (laughs) libra libra person (laughs) capricorn human uh uh i didn't like that one but this one looks pretty good so i I, i'm just curious if you happen to see that or i've seen the poster for it and i saw a lot of like hype it seems or like poster for Ryan Gosling's new movie, Gray Man, but I, I none, nothing told me it was going to be fighting himself or yeah, time travel. I, I, ver- is it a multiverse movie? That seems I, to be the new one. I think it's a clone thing, where like it's okay. like this, they have this one person who's mysterious, like assassin, who turns out to be the person who, whatever. Uh, you mean Gemini uh, Man? Kind of like Gemini Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, one thing I actually did want to talk to you about. I saw this trailer maybe two days ago. Um, and we're kind of at that point in like society, pop culture, society where, uh, the copyrights are kind of running out on certain things. Yep. Uh, and you know, things that we've kind of grown up with things that our parents and our grandparents have grown up with now are, are now kind of in a public domain space. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if anyone's seen that, but there's this recent horror Winnie the Pooh movie, uh, the trailer dropped and I, what is honey? Yeah, I was curious if you if you, you did you happen to see that? I haven't watched the trailer, but I saw that it dropped, and I've talked with some. I've talked with some people. You know, it's come up in conversation about. I mean, we're entering an era, like you said, where public domain is starting to creep up on stuff from the early 1900s. Uh, we will see what happens when Steamboat Willie and Superman start drawing close. Yeah, so <laughs> Superman, I I can see that happening because there's actually some Superman shows mm-hmm. uh some old black and white shows that are in public domain now disney is, is because like this hit and this was the one that people were like looking forward to for the last couple of years because it's probably the most popular property to hit public domain um i think disney's gonna start doing a thing where they're not gonna allow their characters to, to do that much more i think they're kind of giving up on poo for some reason but well, I, don't, I don't think there's any way they're gonna let like mickey mouse which should come up pretty soon i mean so the history of copyright law is really really like litigious and really weird um because it used to be like just very very shortly after the author's death the copyright would expire the idea originally was that it would protect the person the creator's ability to make money from their idea once they're dead it doesn't matter mm-hmm. or and then it was ex- extended to be like you know next of kin can benefit for like 25 years after the death and then it started inching up and then it started inching up. And every time Mickey mouse came up for it, I think it happened twice. Mm-hmm. 
Congress unanimously voted to extend copyright term an extra time. So now it comes up to like 107 years after the death of the creator, which is absurd. Um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah. but I'm pretty interested because now people can just mm-hmm. use Winnie the Pooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can use that image. You can use that. And, and this this trailer is pretty pretty cool because it is a dark weird almost asylum style horror movie uh where it's what if these animals just were just feral in the woods and i think that's really interesting so i'm pretty excited about that a little bit about because copyright protection kind of impacts what we're doing a little bit just like you know whatever but uh in 1990 disney lobbied for copyright extension because mickey mouse came out and people who criticized it called it the Mickey Mouse Protection Act. Uh, Sonny Bono from California wanted the term of copyright protection to last forever. <laughs> right. Uh, That's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, talk about being out of touch. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens because I think Mickey Mouse is, let me, 2024. Yeah. But it's only, and just like Winnie the Pooh, it is only the old timey version from Steamboat Willie and Winnie the Pooh. It's only the version from the original. So red, sh- no red shirt, none, like nothing that's been added in newer versions. Oh, I, th- I, th- I think the new one does have a red shirt on, uh, but maybe not. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's cool. So I think we should start paying attention to what's going to end in copyright. So we can yeah. start hopping on that train. Yeah. And make crazy right zeitgeist. Yeah, and the other the other trailer that I saw recently that I wanted to chat with you about is the new Mission Impossible movie, uh, Dead Reckoning, Part One. Uh, a, do you think that Mission Impossible deserves a Part One, Part Two, unless it's going to be the end of that series? If it's the last one, yes. If they, I mean, say one thing for Mission Impossible, they are all entertaining spy movies that have a very very physical feel to them. There's it. It doesn't feel like a lot of it is generated. Doesn't feel like a lot of it is green screened. Um, it and I mean credit where credit is due. Tom Cruise does his stunts. Like, yeah. I, I I like I like most of these new Mission Impossible movies. I thought Fallout. Which one mm-hmm. had Henry Cavill? Mm, Fallout. Yeah, I I really liked it. I think it does spy intrigue very well. Yeah, it does. I mean. It, it's it, it does rogue spy intrigue. It's like what happens when Tom Cruise goes rogue? It's not intrigue, it's spy action. I, I misspoke. It, yeah, it, it's just yes. action. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise is an adrenaline junkie. And but the thing is, like the you know, that Maverick just came out and, and mm-hmm. I saw that, and that is Tom Cruise as an adrenaline junkie who is the star of his own concept. Mm-hmm. And the last movie he did before Maverick was a Mission Apostle movie. So it's pretty much like that's all he's doing anymore is just this high action. Uh, me and, you know, Chris McQuarrie are just going to go into space and jump around. Uh, and I don't know if this thing has lasting power because what else are you going to do? Go into space? How many times <laughs> How many times can you go rogue? I, I Hey, you know, if they keep making it entertaining, I'll I'll go see it. I'm going to go see Mission Impossible in theaters. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I'm, me, I'm, I'm 100% me too. And I'm going to do it without... I'm talking about Jurassic Park. I'm going to do it without being dragged to it. <laughs> You're not dragging me to Jurassic Park. I am going, but it, it you know what? Like I mean? a, it seems like I'm dragging you to Jurassic I, Park. Like I'm you, dragging myself to Jurassic Park. I, 
but you see, I I will not be dragging myself to yeah. Mission Impossible. I will go see Mission Impossible gladly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then to to wrap up some nerd bodies mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, this Thursday, a uh, crazy movie's coming out by one of our possible favorite directors, although. <sighs> Most effective director. I, I cannot prove that I even like this director based yeah, on his filmography. Because um, <laughs> I, I would say A History of Violence, I hate. I absolutely hate that movie. Uh, I loathe it, but I also am not a super fan of like the, the, the original concept. But Crimes of the Future comes out Thursday. And not only did it have people walking out of Cannes Film Festival during the screening, it's getting some pretty bad reviews. Uh, what are you expecting out of this? I need to be shook. Just in general, I, I, I've life is when whatever, I don't know. I need, I need this movie to shake me. I need to be like, I need to watch this movie and go, what the, and like question why I am willing to put myself through this. I mean, I don't know. Like I don't expect it. I don't need it to be a pleasant experience. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, You didn't get that out of the ending of men. I was more. I was benevolently confused. Yeah, that's fair. I was like, I think I know what you're doing, but I need nine, I need someone to talk to the camera for 90 seconds to explain what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need no, 100%. That, I, no, no real. I don't think we're going to spoil men. I still think people should, if you want to see something in theaters that you're probably not going to see very often, go see men, but it needs a wrap up or some sort of info moment where, yeah, someone hints at it doesn't need to be direct like man isn't that weird what happened in that village with blank when blank happened it needs like strange lights over the sky in england or huh i found these old ruins in the woods something to hint at the nature of what's happening in the universe of the movie yeah or yeah i agree but i'm also (laughs) not i'm also not you know in, in the concept of dumb down to the audience you know i'm, oh, I'm no. okay i'm okay with like having questions the thing is i need to know what question to have and this movie with men it's like what like say what? i wanted say i wanted to look it up i wanted to figure it out what would i even look up like yeah okay what does the ending of men mean blah 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 so uh yeah but with this one you know looking back at cronenberg's like mm-hmm. filmography uh i'm not a super fan of all of his work but there's something about him that I'm a fan of. And I don't know why. And I think it's because he literally just makes movies that he wants, that he mm-hmm. likes, uh, and doesn't really care what people say. Because the movie Crash, his Crash, not the Oscar winning Crash, is Ooh. one of the craziest movies I've ever seen about people licking each other's car, uh, like scars after car accidents. Uh, History of Violence. I, I like History of Violence Dude, that, quite that, a bit. I, I I don't find many sex scenes in movies to be to have a point. I, I don't like sex scenes in movies because I don't really mm-hmm. find a point in it. <laughs> the sex scene in History of Violence is one of the most viscerally upsetting things ever. To have a, a 69ing situation on a hard mm-hmm. wood spiral staircase. Are to me 69ing? Is baffling. Yes. Huh. When she's I need to rewatch that movie. When she, I guess. Uh, when she's in a cheerleading costume and they start like, doing whatever you know on that wooden spiral staircase and i'm like no one would do this but it's like okay i guess this is i don't know i hate that movie i Uh, it's i mean talk about effectively using sex to convey the like 
a bad dis unrepairable state of a relationship like it's not a sexy scene it's mm. not romantic Ugh. but it's visceral yeah yeah like and i don't even think like the thing, you know i don't know why we're talking about sex scenes but i don't want <laughs> to see a passionate sex scene i don't think that's poignant in a movie i also <laughs> don't want to see a unpassionate sex scene in a movie I mean, uh i think they have their place but i'm also a i'm also a softy so that's true all you do is talk about sex. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on to what we do. <laughs> let's get on what we do with that show. Uh, what we do is uh, we, we, we take a concept that we've created or pitched to somebody, and we try to break it down to something that can be turned into something, whether it's a podcast or a short film or uh, just something that I you know put on one of my legal pads and, and flip the page over. I'm like, okay, I'm done yeah. with that. Uh, so, you know, if you like us and you like what we're doing, check out our shows. PowerPoint Showdown, Weird Improv Show. You also have uh, No Time to Binge, which is a an award-winning weird show. I can promise you, you will never see another show like No Time to Binge. Uh, so, yeah, go check all that stuff. And uh, All right, so Dylan. Yes. Why don't you get us caught up on where we are in this story? Cool. Get done. Uh, so I think we haven't started High Octane, really, beyond what we talked about on Talking Upstream. So here's our little development document. I'm going to make the text a little bigger because I thought that was going to be big enough. Let's go to 24. That seems to be a good size. So on episode 10 of season two of Talking Upstream, we had on Jack Barth, the original screenwriter story by credit of yesterday. And uh, you can go listen to that episode and find out why what I said is not entirely accurate, unfortunately. But the idea he chose was titled high octane the uh, original pitch was when washed up minor league stock car racer kale lonehart jr named pendon drinks 120 year old corn whiskey cursed by an appalachian witch sorry appalachian he wakes up in the american 1920s and finally finds a niche for his driving skills as a bootlegger running moonshine during prohibition can he find a way home will he want to time travel shenanigans then we spent a little bit of the show just kind of going through act one, two, and three, because uh, we had envisioned this kind of like it struck us as a feature could potentially be a series, but we would need to figure out some sort of driving beyond just getting home. Cause obviously he's going to try to get back to his time at some point. Um, but we're not going to worry about that yet. So yeah, uh, what we had written out, uh, he likes the past, but has to keep drinking the whiskey to stay there. Does he invent NASCAR? Does he ever improve his driving skills? Because he's washed up and he's not very good, which is why he got drunk on the whiskey. Uh, we had Act 1. He's stuck. He gets he accepts his situation pretty easily. Appalachia isn't that different in the 1920s versus the 2020s. Gets a job at a speakeasy. Gets wrapped up into being a driver. Turns out he's very good at it, which is weird for this era. Act 2. Prohibitionists. Avoiding the Pinkerton men. Avoiding time-traveling groups. Maybe someone finds out that he broke the time-space continuum. They're coming after him. <clears throat> might be a good draw if we wanted to turn this into a series. I don't know if we need to do that. Might be too much. Uh, this is a pretty simple concept, I think, as far as time travel goes. Main character's not so bright. Modern everyday knowledge is still leaps and bounds above 1920s Appalachia, so he does all right for himself. And in Act 3, maybe there's a big race. Maybe there's a big product run. Uh, does he stay in the past? We don't know. We didn't figure that out, and that's where we are. Cool. Okay, so we're we're saying that this is probably a feature length. At least we're gonna try to build the story out to be as yeah. such. Okay, so we we got this three act structure here. So uh, one thing that we have been learning recently, at least by some of our 
guest on Talk Up Stream is that you should definitely know your ending and know your beginning. And that's like what you should really figure out first and then kind of move on with your character development. And then you can kind of just figure out some stuff uh, later on, depending on what you like. So we know kind of what the beginning is. We have this washed up, you know, race car driver. Um, now, I'm assuming that he's he's washed up, which means things aren't going very well for him. Yeah. Um, and that means probably failed relationships. Uh, also, probably sponsorship failures. Possibly has like a sponsorship that's pretty embarrassing, but just kind of needs it to keep in the game. Um, maybe maybe he has like a local contact who's runs like a <clears throat> like a legacy business in town. And when he goes back in time, he meets the ancestor. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. Um, all right, so I'm assuming that something, yeah, you know, there's got to be this kind of push to. Um, to, to get them to to find the corn whiskey, right? So there's got to be a pretty devastating failure. Um, maybe two or three things bad happening at once that would push this driver into maybe like the woods or something, right? And maybe there's a little bit of like that kind of, you know, that one scene in some movies where the person's kind of lost and they're kind of like looking around like I, I guess i'm thinking of beetlejuice but probably something else where they're looking around the dark and then like they don't see anything don't see anything and then they look like this way and it's like mm -hmm. a bright light it's like bar or something yeah uh so it's like maybe it's like one of those yeah. kind of things uh it's like distillery if it's a witch then we can do whatever we want with it disappearing or not like and when we say witch just kind of like as more like a character trope as opposed yep. to a literal like Appalachian mountain witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so far it's it's currently just a, like a magical being <laughs> yeah. as of yet. Played by like Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis? Yeah. Who's Jenny Lewis? She's a it's... musician. She's doing um She does like Wait. <laughs> oh, we have a voice from off screen. <laughs> I'm not sure who that was. She does, she does kind of like singer songwriter indie alternative country like kind of old school like... oh, wait, is that andy sandberg's wife if so good for him no it's julie newman or something oh i can't hear you i can't either <laughs> no jenny she i she's very good she's okay. kind of up and coming she's she's what she's part of the um uh kind of like retro country resurrection that's going on right now along with like orville peck and that sort of thing nice yeah <laughs> yeah all right uh, and, and, and oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're an appalachian she's an appalachian mountain witch all right i'm into that cool okay so now we also have uh now who do you see as uh cole lonehart kale Lone <laughs> kale, kale lonehart jr kale lonehart jr <laughs> i mean i'm trying to stay away from anything talladega nights so you know, John C. Riley, Will Ferrell, any none of those. Um, but having like a young charismatic guy or or woman or person, I mean, whatever, you know, I default to that just by my own identification. But sure. uh now do, I mean okay. depending on how comedic we want to go. I mean, we also gotta really like hmm. this person in like the nineteen yeah. hundreds. We want them to be believably pathetic, but also lovable. It's like Michael Sarah. I think Michael Sarah's. I think first, I think Michael Sarah might have too much baggage. Um, oh, really? I, not not I, baggage is in like characters he has previously played. 
Oh. <laughs> Only because you see Michael Sarah and you expect I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect Michael Sarah as like a southern race car driver. I don't mind it though. All right, but who who do, who do you see? Bo Burnham. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like I he can do dramatic. Yeah. He does comedy. He can do he can do accents. All right. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Now, how how old is how old is he? Uh 30s. Oh, All right, so that, that's fine. Oh, he's not born two months before I was. Oh, so like 45, 40, 46. Mm-hmm. All right, that's good. Much that's more kind of, successful. Because it's kind of like, that's like the age where like most professional athletes are kind of on like their scale yeah. down a little bit. So I think that, I think that's cool. And then this will make it kind of like a, like a weird indie comedy now. Um, Average NASCAR driver age. I'm just checking. I'm just yeah. looking to see how old is the average NASCAR. Whoa. 39. So he's a youngin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So so maybe he's oh, the 20, kind of, 27 to 39. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so maybe he's one of those that kind of started out super hot and like won a bunch and is on like just such a losing dip streak. So it's not so much that like they're the, at the end of their career. They're just in like a lull, but like a real low lull. Um, I, I like them losing a sponsorship and gaining like an embarrassing sponsorship. I think that's funny, but maybe overdone now. Um Probably. What, what if it's something like uh, you know, it's it's a stock car race, so they're gasoline powered vehicles, and he gets a sponsorship from like a solar panel company. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's like, oh geez. Uh, it's like you know, this is anti uh, uh, fuel, fossil fuel. I need the money, man. Um, solar or wind power, one of those two. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's just a protest. It's a protest group <laughs> that oh, gets God. enough money. It's like Greenpeace. Yeah, it's like look. We... It's like a Greenpeace like splinter faction. They're doing a new guerrilla style of protesting, which is investing into it. Ecoterrorism. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so it, you know, I, I guess we're gonna spend the first. Do you think the first whole act is setting this character up and then getting to the past, or do you think that's like that first ten minute mark thing? I think it gets to the past in the twenty minute mark. All right, cool. So uh, we, we learn who this character is somehow. We're probably going to have that cliche montage of of them either as soon as the first failure happens. So maybe somebody is dumping exposition on them or they're watching old <laughs> highlight reels themselves. Or I mean, it could be like he's in a bar. It's clearly the morning. Uh, sponsor slash manager or agent or whatever shows up and is like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be racing points to the TV. And it's like the race is starting. He's like, why? It's like, well, because you're good at it. Not anymore. I'm not get out. And then somehow forces him out there. And it turns out very badly. Yeah. Cause he's been drinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that. Does he have and an then, alcohol problem? Uh, well, he, he's, he's going to be getting one. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, no, he just has like a, an escapism problem. Like or, he's just, yeah. They're just having a hard time, uh, yeah. and they're 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 crutching on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So I also like okay. So so I like that scene, and then that goes badly for them. And afterwards, the same person, sponsor, manager, whatever, comes up and it's like, uh, they want to talk to you right now, like the the the, the money people, the, the bank, whatever, the sponsor, whoever they are. Mm-hmm. Now you're using sponsor as like an like a, a substance abuse sponsor. Oh, you're no, I monetary, monetary sponsor. Okay, cool. All but right. is also his agent or yeah. like what? Do you have agents as a NASCAR? I don't know. Well, um, yeah, of course. I imagine you probably would manager. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finds MC handler. Drinking. 
Yeah, in, yeah. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I like that. Like I said, I like that opening scene. Yeah. So it goes really bad. He probably wrecks his car. Um, and yeah, that that thing where like he wrecks his car by getting lapped by like the next hot you know driver. So it's like you're you're potentially taking out like the hottest driver mm-hmm. just because you want to slug around this uh, court. What are they called? Tracks? Track, track, <laughs> pitch. Is it a is it a car pitch? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then it's like okay, you got to talk to look. This is the last sponsor. Blah blah. And they're like we're we're pulling the money from you. Uh, you know, the, you had your your years. We don't know what's happening. You're really out of it now. Blah blah. blah. So. Then we have that scene where he probably goes home to partner, relationship, whatever, whatever. And they're probably just like so fed up with him that they're like throwing his stuff outside or, or whatever, you know, just obviously breaking yeah. up with him. So he, you know, he, he opens up like his garage and he has like his favorite old time car. Right, sure. the one he's been working on with his dad. Whatever. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Ford, like so it's an old American car. Yeah, but I, I like it being old enough that when he goes into the past, maybe he has the car. So they're like, he sees the car driving by and immediately is like, "I got to get that. I, that's that's my car." It's like, yeah. well, no, it's not. I I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that's when um, you know, has a couple of drinks. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't want him drinking and driving though. That seems stupid. <laughs> well, he already has at the beginning of the movie at yeah. the race. Um, right. but I think I, I think he goes to the bar. Like he he packs up his stuff in the project car and he goes back to the bar. Because it's yeah. like or he or does he go to his sponsor's business? <laughs> well, I think that we should have him go into a couple places. Uh because I, I like him maybe begging somebody for something and being turned down. I like him maybe going to a bar and then being kicked out because they're like, look, I don't know what's up with you, but you shouldn't be drinking. You they know? don't let him in because his, spon- the, his buddy told them not to. Yeah. And I'm they're cool. like, we saw you racing earlier, man. We're not going to be a party to that. Like, Yeah. yeah. So he, he gets turned out of a bar and that's when he kind of does that thing where he's just driving, doesn't really know where he's going. He's just crying. You know, he's like wiping his eyes with his flannel mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. You know, and, and you kind of just get the feeling that uh, they just want to kind of disappear. And they turn down a gravel road, you know, and just head down there for a long time. And that's when maybe like either. OK, so I guess the scene that I'm seeing and you can probably help me make this not tropey is, you know, he's having a hard time seeing he's crying. Maybe he's having like memory flashes or whatever. And then like, boom, deer. But he doesn't hit it. He just like slams on his brakes. You know, almost crashes, but doesn't. You know, some of his driving skills. Yeah, and you're like, okay, cool. He still got it, and then he's like, oh, and that's when he looks up and he sees this distillery that he has not seen on this random road, and you know, he's kind of shook, and he's like, ah, I shouldn't be driving. I just, I just, I just need a GD drink. Um, and he goes in there, and now, I guess what we have to figure out is why. Mm this because i'm assuming that okay so either the witch does this for for his benefit for his verbiage or for a bad reason yeah and i'm assuming 
I guess like through conversation, he probably does that thing where it's like, oh, things were, you know, maybe there's like old, uh, like an old newspaper or something, or there's like old. <laughs> I mean, it's Appalachia. The distillery's probably been around since Prohibition. I know, but for some reason, what are you I thinking? Like, like an old cobwebbed up like Bennigan's. <laughs> <laughs> But like one from like the 1800s, so like yeah, not 19. Uh, oh well, like the very first one. Side note: If you want a real trip, look up the international locations for Bennigan's. Uh, are there still there's still Bennigan's out there? Oh yeah, many of them worldwide. Anyway, that's, that's gross. Um, nacho towers or whatever. Yeah, I've never been. I don't know. No, you get the money. You get the Monte Cristo over at uh, Bennigan's, which is that deep fried ham. Oh, and, I know ham and jelly sandwich or turkey yeah. and jelly sandwich. Um, okay, so I like the idea of them having like uh, that kind of old, uh, old Appalachian like bar kind of feel, but it it has like old memorabilia, and it's like, wait, you're into old race car stuff? You know, it's like, why wouldn't I be? Uh, yeah. that's, that's what we do back here and it's like you know, i've been making this whiskey since blah 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 and um maybe he kind of has like a couple drinks and is like i don't know if he should see something that is like man i bet it was a lot easier back then you know without the rules without the drug tests without the sponsorships <laughs> you just got out there and drove i mean what if what if he does get drunk on it and somehow she says something that pisses him off and he storms off and then while he's driving, he drives through time or something. Like she gave it to him not on purpose? She didn't give it to him with the initial intent of making him go through time. But he says hmm. something and she's like, oh, yeah? Hmm. Does her. See, see I like I like that idea, but I like that being like, oh, yeah. How about one more on the house before you get out of here? Okay. And then cool. she like reaches down like this hatch in the ground and pulls out like this this like gourd that like you know opens, oh, sure. opens out the top. It's like you know it's like here have this. This is a fifth generation whatever something I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, you know I, I do like him getting drunk enough to make her angry, uh, and I do like you know her spitefully doing that. And him yeah. being like, you know, back you're lucky because back in back in these days, like, and he's pointing to something on the wall. It's like you wouldn't be allowed to talk to someone like me like that. And then uh, something, you know. Oh, he's a piece of shit. Oh, I would assume so. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like, it's comedic, but he's, yeah, I don't no. think he's a good guy. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I wasn't picking up any good vibes off him. Okay, no, that's fine. I don't like I don't like Bill Burnham. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um. So that way, then he, you know, then he leaves and say like it, it's it's something outside, not raining, but like something where he really, he really can't see where he's going. He thinks he 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 suddenly realizes I might be drunker than I thought I was, and pulls over on the side of the road to sleep. Yep, and then he wakes up and he's on that gravel road, obviously, <laughs> and then he sees like an old car go past them, but obviously it's brand new, but whatever. Yeah, and you know. um, Maybe I don't know. I, I don't know how to reveal. Just horse and horse and horse and buggy goes past him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I and mean, he's like, he's like, shit. I drove to Lancaster last night. Yeah, I drove. I drove. Wow. Why, wait. Why am I in Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, it's like just it's like a traffic jam of just horse and buggies, and they're just staring at his car. 
and uh and people are like wow that's a what is that <laughs> why is that car in such disrepair well it's a project car remember this is an old car of his yeah i know but maybe they don't even know what cars are like oh because sure it's what 1900 1920 something okay so like the model t was out and stuff right what, yeah what were cars oh made? yeah <laughs> cars prohibition ended in 1933 oh yeah so like cars uh, cars, cars in 1933 oh yeah we got some cool ones for some reason i was thinking 1900s <laughs> but yeah 1920s I mean, that makes sense i mean it is 1900s hold on let me put up a picture of these i meant uh, like 1903 or something i know let me put up a picture of what these cars looked like oh yeah so some real style hell yeah yeah All right, cool so that's what he he has one of those but it's like real shitty you know mm -hmm. but like obviously to us now i'd be like wow it's a cool old car mm -hmm. uh but to them it's like what happened to your car what happened to your car sir are you okay sir sir <laughs> <laughs> um all right so then he wakes up and he's like oh god it's probably some Ren Fair or something around here. Oh, he wakes up and like an Amish person is knocking on the side of the window. It's like, sir, are you okay? <laughs> He's not even Amish. He just thinks they are. Because <laughs> they're in a horse and buggy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's like, well, oh, God, I'm in. How the hell did I get to Lancaster? I thought I was yeah. in Kentucky? Tennessee? Uh, North Carolina, probably, right? Yeah, probably North Carolina. Yeah, North uh, Carolina. Virginia. Virginia. I think North Carolina is a pretty pretty hot spot for for NASCAR stuffing, and uh, obviously, it's pretty popping in the Appalachian. See Appalachian bootleggers. Let's see what we can. Let's see what the internet has to say. Let's see. Uh, according to the Saint Leo University Library. Oh, so top history top tier and politics. History and politics three hundred one career prep. Uh, Moonshiners and prohibitionists: the battle over alcohol in Southern Appalachia by Bruce Stewart. Let's see. North Western North Carolina. Perfect. All right. Perfect. I got a sister out there. Yeah, you do. And uh that's where my dad lives. Um yeah. Yeah. wait, is your sister my dad? <laughs> uh, that's a story we'll pitch on talking upstream. <laughs> Get out of the stream right now. <laughs> um, all right. So he he yeah, wakes up and he thinks that he's obviously around Lancaster, which is just a gag. Um and so you think this is around the twenty minute mark, right? Yeah. Now what? No, normally what do we try to get to by the end of Act One, just so we kind of know what mini ending we're getting to? Well, let's uh, let's look up this beat sheet that I have written out. Let's see. I'm not going to put it on screen. Uh, so plot point one: the true beginning of the story and a moment of conflict pushing into Act Two. Introduce a supporting character. So uh, the sponsor's ancestor, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or his ancestor. Um, or his ancestor, if we want to go that route. Uh, but we, we hit plot point one, which leads into the pinch, which the pinch is focused on the central conflict and ushers the story forward. So it would be him getting to town, whatever town he's from, and realizing this is 1920s time. Okay, which <laughs> means that we have to get to a point where his driving skills are shown off. Right? Because there has to be a reason of him being a driver is going to pay off or something. So I think that maybe he, maybe he, maybe he goes back to his house and it's obviously like 
nowhere near what it was. Uh, it doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he maybe he's just on like the side of the road or whatever. And maybe that's kind of when his grandfather. All right. So if he's 30 something now, that means he was born, what, in like 90? 1990. If we're sending right. in 2022, then or 2020s, the 90s. All right, cool. So he's yeah. So let's say like 93, 92. That means that his if if we're going father generations for whatever reason, uh, then his dad would be it would be great grandfather, right? Because his dad would have been born like in the 60s, right? Yep. Grandpa, 70s, 60s, grandpa 70s. would have served in World War II probably. All right, if cool. They're older, so yeah. great grandpa. So we'll say. And they'd be, they'd be old enough to be a bootlegger. Yeah. So let's just say that, that that's kind of what I was getting to was that, that like where he goes to his house, which was maybe his dad's house, but he moved to like a mansion because he got rich. He goes back to his dad's house because his house isn't there. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. understand it. Goes to his dad's house, which isn't very far away. And it's also not there, but he's kind of just sitting at the, like on the side of the road or in a, field or something in his car and that's when maybe his great-grandfather goes there to actually settle the house okay <clears throat> i would yeah the property maybe the pro i mean the property is changing hands maybe yeah or maybe like they're, they're just starting to build this house or whatever and you know he's like you know blah blah, blah. and that's when he finds out that i i don't know how to get to this i don't know how to make this bridge yet but i like there being a thing where the grandfather's or the great-grandfather's like like I really gotta get this get this house done, but I have so much moonshine, you know, uh, <laughs> that I gotta deliver, and only a, a small amount of time to get it done. Um, because I, I like there being a reason that his driving skills come into play. Oh yeah, and, you know. Well, I we had in the original idea for Act One, which we'll, we'll move into Act Two. He gets a job at a speakeasy because he doesn't oh. know how to do anything except drive. And like s customer service, and he's like, "I can pour drinks, I can uh, play piano. Maybe he has some other skill that he's let kind of like, yeah, uh, fall off because he's been driving. He used to play piano, and it's like, boy, like you play piano. And he's like, watch, and he plays some like, we well, we can do a little bit of a time travel gag where he plays Piano Man, <laughs> and everybody fucking loves it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he plays Beatles songs. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Oh, yeah. And then we He's have like, a little like in tribute to Jack Barth at the end of the movie. Yeah. See? Uh, okay. He meets his great, great grandfather. I'm just, I'm getting these written down so we don't forget. Cause we had a discussion earlier today about writing your ideas down. So you don't forget them. Um, who doesn't recognize him, but likes him and points him in the direction for action direction of a rest uh whatever a restaurant was covering as to be a speakeasy uh for work and board yeah. uh he gets a job serving and playing piano uh contemporary songs yeah. he claims he made up <laughs> or he has like a weird like instrument in his car, you know, like something that hasn't been invented yet. I mean, he could have, he could be a banjo player. 
it's it it fits in perfect with this setting. Yeah. All right. Cool. So he's got a banjo in his car, and they're like, "Look, I, he's like, I can, I guess I can play the banjo," and they're like, "What's a banjo? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's that style you're playing there?" Yeah. And it's like, "Well, it's called claw hammer." If I if I knew any banjo, oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> well, they, well they actually, wait, hold on. Wait, do you have a banjo? Wait a minute. Is this is this Dylan taking any excuse to play music on stream? <laughs> Screwed up at the end there, but hey, only three people are watching. <laughs> Currently, well, four because Zach. Yeah, wait till hey, later. Nobody's left yet. That's true. Um. No, but like they were like they, you know, he starts playing a banjo, and then he calls like, "Hey, Mr. hey, Mister Mumford, get, get a load of this." I, I like it. I think we should try and steer away from Back to the Future because we're already doing car-based time travel. No, I was just. I, don't, I, I, I like. I like it though. It's. I don't it's, even like it. It's a just, good joke. I, it's literally the only banjo thing that I could think of. It's uh, a good joke. I think you had a like off that one. Good job. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> should play more banjo. Yeah. Um, all right, so what what's next? Uh, so he got he got the job serving and playing piano music and stuff like that. Uh, somehow he needs to get rope. He need like they need he needs to pick up on the fact that there's a moonshining operation uh, across the time he works there. He keeps trying to find out why he time traveled. Uh, he also uh, like he also notices. The place is actually a speakeasy. Maybe he's like, maybe he works, he's like trustworthy enough. So they have him delivered to the back room and the back room has them serving liquor. Yeah. Or, or so I know that like, especially in these times, there was like a, um, like a, your, your general store or whatever. Yeah. And I know they were doing like a lot of mining and stuff through the Appalachian okay. as well. Yeah. So say that instead of a restaurant, if it's like a, um, like a general store or the, okay. the, the country oh, store yeah. or whatever. I like that. And that's why he he's delivering goods to people already. And you know, he's like, hey, I, I could do more. And they go, damn, you're the <laughs> you're the fastest damn deliverer we've ever had over here. And he's like, ah, whatever. Um, and they're like, well, we only have like one more thing to deliver, but I don't know if you want, I don't know if you want to get into this. <laughs> I just like the I like the idea that they have him like they eventually trust him enough to be like, hey, listen, if you want to make a little extra money, we do operate. You don't seem like the government type, but we operate a kind of, you know, side business. Like, what's that? Because he knows what bootlegging is. He is 100 percent aware. And he's like and they tell him he's like, well, we have a little underground distiller running. He goes, absolutely. I'm 100 percent in. What do you need? Okay, so wait, what what if we okay, so in every every time travel movie, I think the person wants to get back to the normal time, right? Mm -hmm. What if we just kind of cancel that out? Like, what if for some reason he knows once he realizes he's in the past, he's like, I'm I'm just gonna stay here. I'm gonna stay yeah. here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make money. Oh, I like that, yeah. I, I think we get to that eventually. Yeah. I think this initial part is him just kind of getting his feet under him because he's like, oh, "Okay, I have no idea why I'm here or what yeah. brought me here, so but I, was... I have to pay my way or else I'm gonna die of starvation." Like, yeah, or a, or an infected tooth. Like, so yeah, I, I guess at first 
he like maybe just runs out of gas right and he goes to like the gas station oh yeah and you know he's got like credit cards and they're like son what are you doing he has cash but it's all cash from like the 19 like the yeah. 2020s and they're like it's like why is why, this little orange what is this why is this like made out of fabric <laughs> why is your 10 why is this face so big yeah and then, so when he can't buy his way anywhere, that's when he goes to his family's property, runs into his great-grandfather, who's like, hey, you you seem like a nice guy. You're down on hard times. Like, yeah, there's yeah, a general yeah. store looking, and he need to work. If you, they'll do your room and board until you get your feet under you. And he's like, I guess that's just what I need right now. Um, yeah, and then we the story progresses. Like yeah, that. like that. And he can also, like, even sell some of the stuff that he has in his car just to get some quick, yeah. you know, some quick money or whatever. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's how... Maybe that's how one interaction goes. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Uh, yeah. Also, at some point, he has to go back in every single time travel movie. They always go back to where they found, you know, the person. So he's got to yeah. go back to the distillery, right? Or yeah. whatever that place was. And I'm assuming that the exact same person is working there. Yeah. It's and, exactly the same as it was. Yeah, exactly the same. And they know... <laughs> They know him like there's some kind of fourth yeah. dimensional being and they go, oh, you were here the other night. And it's like, oh, so you do know me. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no. I'm, that's in character is the witch. Where it's like, oh, you do know me. Yeah. You were here just like less, you know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. You were well, kind of rude what, to me. What's a few weeks ago here? And she's like, I listen, time's a point of view. Time is a perspective. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. Then why'd you <laughs> use weeks? <laughs> Uh, because for me, it's been a couple weeks. For you, it's been a couple weeks. I don't know. No, so weeks are the same. Okay, so it's not yeah, really sure. a perspective thing. Okay, I mean, we have the, we might have the same perspective for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but boy, is it going to veer. All right, yeah. so uh, I don't I don't know when that scene is going to pop into there. Uh, but so, what do you think the the pinch for like the like the big turn? What's what's the turn got to be? Oh, I think we have. I think he gets drawn into being a driver and I think he really likes it. Yeah. And then I think he has an encounter with a law. When, when did NASCAR start? Uh, NASCAR founded in 1948 in Florida. Okay, cool. All right. So let, so there, all right. So if NASCAR was founded in 48, that means there was most likely underground, you know, uh, circuit racing, which means there was also some real dirty racing for a while. Um, so I like him being on the forefront of inventing NASCAR, right? So apparently, according to Wikipedia, in the 1920s, Daytona Beach was the prime, like, premier location for breaking land speed records. In Daytona Beach, for some reason. Um, and then it kind of became a stockyard, a stock car racing course. Um, after bootleggers, like, you know, modified their cars and wound up in Florida to avoid the cops. Cool. Yeah. So we can probably even follow that same, roughly that same plot line, which is, yeah. you know, he's, he's running, uh, he's bootlegging and things are going good. He's making money. And then he gets in a couple like, you know, problems with the law. Right. Yeah. He loves it. But then the law intervenes. Yeah. And we see some violence. So, and then we get to like the one night where he's making like the big delivery, right? Which is like, yeah. I can't keep making these small time deliveries. We got to do this thing and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to make one big delivery. Yeah. 
but it's big enough where most likely the cops will just kill him or something. I don't know how I don't know how cops work back then. I mean, you know, sounds like you're kind of pitching it similar to how cops operate now. Yeah, so they probably did more back then instead of you know. Yeah, no body cam, so they probably just beat the shit out of people and can't yep. kill them. So that's fine. So he doesn't want to get murdered. Uh, yeah. So uh, and he has enough, and that's like right when because prohibition is like the thir- like the early 30s. Yeah, up through the 30s. And then they kept doing it into the depression because people wanted cheap tax-free alcohol. Yeah. So they're probably running cheap alcohol before then anyway. Yeah. Uh because why not? Um, so we got so that's how we get him down to Florida. I think so. Where he sees like the 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 spawning of stock car racing, right? Yeah. All right. So where he influences the beginning of stock car races. Yeah. All right, now what are we trying to get to here? Or like maybe he gets wrapped up in like a, you know, because bootleggers kind of interact with each other and they're like, you're really good at that. You want to, let's do a race. And he goes, hell yeah, I'll race you. And they do a race. And it's like, I want to race you. I want to race. It's like, well, hold on. We're, I can't race everybody in sequence. We're going to, okay. And you see the light bulb moment where he goes, listen, okay. We're all going to race at the same time. We're gonna find a trap and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, I also like maybe the so I is there a joke? Okay, so you know like when people do street racing, sometimes it's like a pink slip racing, which is like if you win, you just win the car. Yeah. So what if he organizes like the first like thirty car race, all pink slips, and when he when he wins, he just has like thirty cars all of a sudden. Yeah, and all and it becomes like a greasy car dealer. No, I'm not, I, I, I I like the foundation of that in that that's how he wins people's allegiance. Yeah. Where he's like, we race for keeps. And yeah. the over arrogant person is like, keeps for what? All of them. It's like, I'm not racing you for my car. All right. Someone will. And then he wins. And then he's like, listen, you can have it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then he has like, all right, let's, let's have like a team. Let's, let's get a team of people. Yeah. yeah. I, I also kind of like the idea of somebody coming to him and be like, Hey son, I really like what you're doing here. I like how you drive. What if I gave you money and you put my company's logo on the outside of your car? I know this is a crazy idea here, but I think with your <laughs> what if he recommends it to them? He's like, "Listen, you pay me a little bit, I'll tell everybody I drive to buy oh, their nails sick. from so and so's general store." <laughs> yeah, so he invents kind of sponsorships. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And I like that like it being responsible for a lot of stuff. And I and I like I like him kind of just traveling the same path where he gets into like a couple of car accidents, gets in trouble with the law, and the sponsors are like, I think we're gonna take our name off here. You're kind of doing worse stuff for us. So we're we would like our money back, please. At some <laughs> point we do need a reversal. He needs to uh, I think having a good part of him be like really enjoying it and being really good at it. Yeah. But then I think something needs to happen where it gets taken away. And maybe he does get overconfident about dealing with the cops. All right, cool. I like that. Okay, so I think that's a good place to stop right mm-hmm. here because uh, we, we're going to have to figure out the structure of what we got going on. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to try to get done with the with next week's episode is we're going to take kind of the information that we have, figure out uh, using Dylan's bullet points where they kind of go, and then try to you know define where the end of our act one is going to be. So if you have any suggestions, if you have any comments, if you like where the story is going, please throw it in the comment section. Let us know what you think. We would definitely appreciate it. Uh, feel free to yeah, rate and review us and all the other jams because uh, we we like feeling yeah. liked. So that's cool. Um, 
What else? I don't know, man. Like, if you know us, you know what we do. Yeah. PowerPoint showdown, no time to binge. Obviously, talking on streams ramping up. We have a very, very cool interview tomorrow, which is going to come out in a couple weeks, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it's one that I've been uh, very, very excited about for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting some amazing people on talking streams. So please go check out those episodes. Um, I think the last one uh, to drop was, I know Jack Barth is out. I um, think it was Nikki Endress. Nikki Andres, yes. Uh, awesome, awesome episode. Great person. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, all the stuff. Silicon Angels, you know. Oh, no, everything. Cedric Hill. Nikki Andres Oh, that was last one. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. No, was Nikki Andres is coming, yeah. No, that was two weeks ago. Oh, no, right. yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was right, yeah. No, Cedric um, Hill. Yep, Mr. Hill. Uh, oh, noisy. What a great movie. Um, okay, Dylan Terry, anything you want to say? Any advice you have? Any, any comments? I don't know. Just tell the people you love that you'll love them. Hell yeah. Yeah. Find some I love about this week. Yeah, find some I love and love the shit out of him. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, guys, uh, he's been Dylan. I've been Zach, but you've been great. Have a great day, everybody. Drink some water. See you guys. Bye.